0: This is Mike Harbath, and this week, Shoot the Moon podcast, uh, broadcasting live and direct from our corporate headquarters in Bloomington, Minnesota. Welcome. Today, I'm pleased to introduce uh, Matt Lockhart, who is new to the firm, executive vice president, and we're lucky to have Matt uh, join Revenue Rocket. He was a, a valued client of Revenue Rocket while at Magenec. Uh I'll let him introduce himself. I don't want to steal any of his thunder. And then today, we're going to get into um, discussing um, how to be a buyer in a seller's market. Over to you, Matt.
1: Well, thanks, Mike. And I'm uh, I'm extremely excited to have joined the firm. You know, Mike and I go back about 15 years when we started working together and have uh, directly had the opportunity to you know, have a great deal of success in working with Revenue Rocket. So joining the firm is uh, a real feather in my cap. Uh, Just a little bit of background, about a 25-year industry vet in the IT services industry, most specifically with a firm called Magenic Technologies, where most recently I was the executive vice president of strategy and business development. So all the things that Revenue Rocket helps customers with, Growth strategy advisory, M&A advisory are the things that we did at, uh, at Magenic. So again, super excited to be part of the firm at an exciting time in the uh, M&A industry.
0: Thanks, Matt. Yeah, that's great. So today we're going to talk about how to be a buyer in a seller's market. I think you've, if you listen to these podcasts, um, recently we've talked a lot about how now is a seller's market. Um, but what we haven't talked a lot about is, you know, how, how being a buyer now, uh, could be very smart, um, in a market that's consolidating and how to best do that and how effectively to do that. Um, many people think that, uh, you know, they just don't even want to try to be a buyer in a seller's market thinking that valuations are high and it doesn't make sense. There's a lot of competition for deals, et cetera. But we think. You know, a little bit, a little bit counterintuitive, but we think it is a great time to be a buyer. And as a matter of fact, as a firm that represents um, many more buyers than sellers in our M and A practice, uh, we see it happening and help facilitate that every day. So, uh, a little bit, and, and I'm anxious to get Matt's input as well here. A uh, few, you know, thoughts about why uh, being a buyer uh, or how to be a buyer, effective buyer in a um, in a seller's market, a couple things to consider. You know, one of those certainly is to make sure that you have a clear uh, idea of what you want to acquire. You know, we call it the ideal prospect profile. And all deals need to line up strategically, culturally, and financially to really, you know, work. And uh, I think where a lot of buyers kind of, um, you know, miss the boat, if you will, is they become too opportunistic and they look at doing deals um, that come to them that are oftentimes represented by sell-side brokers. And they look for a way to fit that into their strategy. And the problem with that is that it's never going to quite fit exactly, right? Uh, Very unlikely that a sell-side broker is going to bring you a deal that's going to exactly fit your strategy by size and by offering and profitability and you know all that stuff you're far better off saying hey i'm going to proactively go find that um and so you know we strongly encourage anyone who's going to embark on a buy side initiative to really have a clear ideal prospect profile or an ideal seller's profile uh in mind as they begin to you know embark on that journey um Certainly another uh, aspect of that, of being um, a buyer in a seller's market, has a lot to do with how do you get ready, right? How do you you become ready to do a buy-side deal? We get a lot of questions from folks about that, you know, every week. You know, geez, how do I know when I'm ready to buy a company? And should I focus on buying a company larger than myself, smaller than myself? How do we finance the deal? you know, readiness has a lot to do with your own housekeeping in the business. And what I mean by that is how do you actually do this in a way that, um, you know, helps your business? And so you need to be in a position with little debt. Uh, you need to be in a position with, um, you know, thinking about how you're going to finance a deal. And you need to, um, you know, really think about, and this is back to the strategy piece, you know, the one plus one equals three. How does it, how does that deal really accretive to your strategy? Uh, and with that, I'm going to turn it over to Matt for some, uh, more real world, closer to the ground, uh, advice, uh, having just come out of a, a very successful, uh, run at a very successful firm. Uh, what did you guys think about when you were, uh, at Magenic, uh, when you did buy side? And I know you facilitated many of those deals in, uh, your own experience and, and what advice could you give our audience now, Matt?
1: Yeah, I want to go back a little bit to that ideal prospect profile. And one of the things that we found is that, you know, when working with a firm like Revenue Rocket and doing that outreach process, the tighter that you can, you know, be about that ideal prospect profile, the more successful that outreach is because it really demonstrates to a potential seller who you know, they may not even have thought of selling at that time, that there's a real reason to talk, that there's could be a really ideal fit with an acquiring firm. And so just can't stress enough how, you know, how strategic it is to get that ideal prospect profile down. And, you know, yeah, as you said, Mike, even in a seller's market, um, that doesn't mean there aren't great opportunities. I mean you know it's a, it's almost like that success breeds success mentality when there's a lot of activity it's easier to get people to you know sort of open up and uh and think about the possibility of where that 1 plus 1 can equal 3 or 4 or 5 right in that uh in that multiplier so so no i think that uh it's really important that you work with a firm that understands how to get that that ideal prospect profile, um, you know, get it done right.
0: Yeah, for sure. You know, and that brings us to kind of an interesting point. You know, there's a tremendous number of M&A advisors who are uh, predominantly sell-side advisory, meaning they represent companies for sale. And the motions that are required to be a competent sell side advisor are very different than the ones to be a competent buy side advisor. And so when you look at the market and you're thinking about hiring an M&A advisor, and we'd strongly recommend that you do so, um, you know, there's a few considerations to think about. Um, one, certainly on the most basic level is that you're, you know, hiring someone to help you acquire that firm, one that has built the infrastructure of research and outreach and, and analysts and analytics and, uh, you know, has the experience to really, you know, do what's needed. Um, and I know, Matt, you have some opinions also about, um, you know, you talked to a lot of M&A advisors when, uh, in your past and had to select a few. So, you know, what were some of the attributes that you thought were important uh, when you did that?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think specialization is, is really the number one, Mike. Um, you know, there's a lot of firms that do a lot of things. right? And and even, you know, in thinking about some of the bigger M&A firms, they go, well, this is our guy, right? And that's what he does. Yeah, but that doesn't mean that the cultural of the firm is really built around a specialized market. Right. And and so I think that, you know, from my experience, that's been the number one thing. And, you know, obviously the connections made when you're, you know, when you're specialized in a in a vertical market, um, you know, those things last. Right. And that reputation is known. And so specialization, I think, is is really number one. And then, you know, I I from my experience, you really get a feel that. You know you're being well taken care of, you're being advised, you're not just being represented, you're being advised in terms of how to position yourself, how to position your firm, how to position your goals and um and you know that that can only come
0: through experience, yeah, for sure, I think that's a good observation. You know, certainly, uh, in our own experience, we found that to be the case because, you know, as a firm that just works with IT services companies, you know, the relationships that we've created over 20 years have certainly served us well, um, in, in being able to put transactions together. Um, you know, we certainly know a lot of, uh, firms. We know a lot of the people that listen to this podcast and consider them friends, uh, personal friends and friends of the firm and, that has uh, helped us, I think, further our mission uh, to be a true advisor in the space um, and be one that is uh, not just representing uh, our clients uh, in a more vanilla way. I would, uh, you, you know, know Mike, would also, go ahead, Matt, did you have Yeah, I was else? just going to jump
1: in for a second, Mike. You know, one of the things that, you know, we've experienced together, right, is, is sometimes you think that you're ready to be a buyer right? And you're, you know, you're all gung-ho, yet you're really not, right? It, you know, there's some things that need to be done, you know, within your own business. And so, you know, talk about a couple of your experiences where somebody came forward and said, hey, I want to get, I want to go do some buying, but you really actually needed to do some strategy work with them.
0: Yeah, that that's happened quite a bit. I, I can tell you that, um, you know, the first step that any buyer needs to look at and to be ready uh, really has to have they have to have a clear, you have to have a clear strategy of your own um, growth strategy, one that's working. Frankly, we often say if you have a optimized organic growth strategy that's working effectively, there's a few things that does for your firm. Uh, it means you should be in the top quartile of your peers as it relates to a growth rate. As well in the top quartile as it relates to profit realization. And if you are, that gives you choices, right? That gives you choices. Not only continue to t- take advantage of the market uh, opportunity, which we believe is great in almost all areas of IT services right now or IT consulting. Um, likewise, <clears throat> it gives you the opportunity to reinvest and you can be in a position. Uh, to reinvest your, um, your dollars, uh, into M&A or into growth between organic and, and, uh, acquisitive growth. You know, it also gives an opportunity to retire debt if you have it. And, you know, we think that, you know, if you're going to be ready uh, to do an M&A deal, not only do you have to have an optimized strategy, which we've certainly helped hundreds of clients over the years, uh, you know, get through our SVP program, but also, that you should have really no, no debt or very little debt and be in a position to understand the path of financing your deal. Um, whether you're going to use leverage, and I would say many of our clients do use leverage, um, in order to finance deals. They go get a loan from the bank and ultimately, uh, use that as a way to, uh, to uh, finance a deal. But, but understand in order to do that, typically you need 20% of the, of that purchase price available in, in cash to provide, uh, the down payment, uh, on that transaction. So you can't come to M&A, uh, with no cash reserves or, or having sort of lack of, of good, what we call good finance or good corporate finance hygiene, uh, in your business. And the best way to get that, frankly, is to grow and, And to be uh, profitable and to be able to, you know, uh, move forward from that perspective. Yeah, I think that's awesome, Mike. And, you know, we talk
1: about, you know, getting a successful transaction done. And it's really not about closing a transaction. It's about creating value for the firm, creating value for the seller, creating value for the buyer that couldn't be achieved if you didn't have the right fit. And having, you know, your house in order and your strategy in order, like you talked about, is is obviously key to that.
0: Yep, absolutely. So, you know, we also talk quite a bit about and have over the years that, you know, you're leaving about 50 percent of your growth potential on the table if you don't have an active uh, or I should say proactive buy side M&A initiative going in the business. Um, and, you know, to your point, Matt, about success, uh, breed success, certainly uh, being able to get your organic house in order then allows you to further accelerate growth through buy side, um, you know, initiatives and buy side acquisitions. And there's certainly a record number of deals that are occurring now. We think that trend is going to continue for a while. Um, but every day we're reminded that there's firms that are having conversations that had never thought about selling um that are getting approached that are not on the market uh, that are open to having a transaction uh open to exploring you know that the three legs of the stool as we call it the strategic cultural and financial fit of a potential deal and the best deals really occur when uh you can go somewhere together or, or through an acquisition together that you couldn't go apart Um, that's where the best level of value or the most value accretion is created. And, you know, I think through a proactive strategy, one in which uh, that leverages up relationships, leverages relationships and leverages a relationship with an advisor who has those relationships ultimately can help you achieve your goals.
1: Well, that's awesome, Mike. And, you know, I mean, I think we've covered it pretty well. Uh, there's a, there's a lot to be done here, you know, and, and I, again, I can't tell you how excited I am to be part of the, the team, you know, Mike, thank you. I know we've had a lot of success together previously, and, uh, we're going to have a lot of fun working with our clients
0: and creating value. Thanks, Matt. So with that, uh, we'll tie a ribbon on it for this week in March of 2021. Uh, we look forward to uh, next week's podcast. Feel free to tune in. As always, we'll be covering uh, the latest and greatest in terms of uh, how to grow your IT services firm, tips and tricks, as well as uh, the nature of the M&A landscape uh, in the market. With that, take care and have a great week.